It's time for the top four at four with Levac and Gaz. Time for the four biggest stories in the world of sports. It is brought to you by Mohawk Honda, where they always got another way to please you. Gaz, what's the fourth biggest story? Is this stupid? Da, 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 da. I did not want to put this, I did not want to put this in the top four at four. I cannot believe. I truly can't how much traction this story is getting. Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred. There's been a report now out there. He's all but confirmed this, right, Levac, that he yep. will be out as the Major League Baseball Commissioner. Ding in, dong, the witch is dead. In, <laughs> no witch. in 2029. Yes. Is this the new thing? Like Dan Patrick here on Fox Sports that he's done in 2026. People announcing their retirements years in advance. Why is this a story? Do we have Jay Leno to blame? <laughs> I will be gone in 2010. Jim Beheim. I will be gone. I don't believe. I cannot believe that people are talking about this. Maybe I'm wrong. Levac, am I in the minority of Manfred announcing he's done in six years being a, excuse me, five years being a big deal? I think people hate him so much that it is kind of a big deal. Just knowing that it's over soon. You know, I know five years feels like a long time, but it also feels like a short time when you realize it could be the end of this regime we don't have enough time to break down the legacy of rob manfred in the top four four i am caught off guard by something you just said there and i do believe it is the majority of baseball and sports fans that hate rob manfred or don't like why like rob manfred was put in a spot where he had to make baseball more entertaining more interesting engage the audience more but the diehard baseball fan can't stand him because he changed the sport yeah the people during COVID and the players can't stand because he called it a piece of metal during the COVID year. Yep. Uh, a lot of labor negotiations. You know, like baseball players are getting screwed over for contracts. But when it comes to improving the sport of baseball, I don't know what else I could criticize Rob Manford for not trying to do. From the pitch clock to the bases to the po expanded postseason to media rights. You can't see this, but Levac's hands in the air. Yes, you in the back there. Why aren't the Tri-City Valley Cats affiliated with Major League Baseball anymore? Some would blame Rob Manfred. Everyone will blame Rob Manfred. Bleep that guy. Bleep you. Bleep you, Rob Manfred. Five years can't go by fast enough. I've got it. no issues with Rob Manfred. I feel like he gets a bad Oh, around. you heard it here first on Levac Gaz. Gaz is happy. That the Tri-State Valley Cats are no longer affiliated with Major League Baseball. I didn't say that. He said, I'm thrilled. He said, I love this. This is my favorite thing that's happened. And then he went on to say, uh, vamos gatos, more like vomit gatos, is what he said. We're so close to the world where AI is going to steal my voice. And like someone's going to post that on Twitter. Be like, see, Levac was right. He said it right here. Yep. I heard him. He who, said, vomit gatos. Who, who listens to this show? has Pukey cats. Has the capabilities of doing that. I don't know. I feel Probably like Probably the Cardinal. You think so? If he'll try at least. I feel like our old intern Jonathan has some like weird system he can set you up. Just that can stop it. Our old intern Jonathan is weird. We'll move on to story number three. On our sister station this week, WGY, the legendary WGY. Five o'clock pregame, five thirty tip off as the Syracuse men's basketball team heads to Georgia Tech to take on the Yellow Jackets in that one. Syracuse officially back on the bubble, Levac. How you feeling about the Orange at our sister station in five more weeks? It's not Puxatani, Phil. It's Gazi Bear in the bubble. Get ready. How you feel? You know if Syracuse wins. I'm happy wins, for you. Oh, good. All right. I'm happy yeah, for you. Right. It's more fun when you're involved Woo. longer. When you can be disappointed right before the tournament, that's more fun to watch. 
I'm not even going to say what I was going to say just to taunt you back about how important these games are for Syracuse for the rest of February. No, 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 no. It's not even true what I was going to say about the importance of the game. The yeah, that's what I thought. More important games are coming along the way for Syracuse. That's what I thought. But I will give Coach Adrian Autry. Oh, by the way, programming note here. In about an hour, the Adrian Autry Coaches Show is going to follow us. No Covino and Rich because of that odd CW network, middle of the evening, 530 reduced pregame. All right, the details probably will bore people. But <laughs> because of all the nonsense, the Adrian Autry Coaches Show will follow us. And I'll say this about Coach Autry. That was the best game of his coaching career, taking down North Carolina. I know the players deserve a ton of credit, obviously, in the effort. And deep. Coach Autry, I forget he's a rookie head coach sometimes. Sometimes he's going to learn along the way, too. Whether it's an NFL coach. Levesque, you just dealt with this with Antonio Pierce. You like him a lot. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure if you went through a few Raider games, you'd be like, yeah, that you got to learn from that one, coach. Or there's going to be some moments where we forget as sports fans, Sometimes the first year on the job, you're going to make some first-year mistakes. And Coach Autry, mid-season's correcting it. And you know that is an experience of a Raider fan. Like any sport, that happens. As you're a rookie head coach, you got to surround yourself with the right coaches. Uh, I know Antonio Pierce is doing that. Autry seems to be getting there. But, uh, yeah, you know, it'll be fun to watch them not win the tournament. <laughs> We're going to move on to story number two here. <laughs> it is All-Star Saturday night. If you're listening to our show yesterday in Mohawk, Honda, I've already declared I will be picking nothing. None of this will be in my play of the day, Nerd. even though it is the Saturday night competitions, including the skills competition, the three-point shootout, and the slam dunk contest. We could make picks if you want. I won't stop you. I don't know if you offered your picks up yesterday. Lots but- of hoops. Lots of points. But I'll add these two things that I feel like I've said forever about this. This weekend is the best of any of the four major sports. It's done better than the NHL. It's done better than the Pro Bowl. I know baseball is Monday, the Tuesday, Derby, and All-Star Game. This is the best uh, exhibition competition weekend in sports. So two questions for you, LeVac. One, is it time for them to flip the three-point shootout as the main event over the dunk contest? And on a scale Mm. of 1 to 10, 0 to 10 I'll do. 0 with you will not watch a single second of this to 10. Can't miss. Awesome. Love watching it every year. What are your takes on that? Again, three-point shootout should it be the main event in 1 to 10. I screwed up a second time. 0 to 10 on if you're going to watch Saturday night in the NBA. Uh, skills competition I'll watch. Dunk contest I'll watch. Game I will not watch. I will not. I may, like I said, I'll probably put like, like 10 bucks on the over and just Watch it go by on my phone, the score. I didn't hear Slam Dunk Contest. So game Sunday, yeah. you're watching all Saturday night and skipping the game on Sunday. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, Slam Dunk Contest, of course, we got a Nick in there. So, of course, I'll be there, too. Um, I wish the bigger names were in the Dunk Contest. That's the only that's the only downside. Yes to the three-point shootout going last. I'm all right with it. I'm going to keep that take, especially when the fields are this good. I think the Dunk Contest will be awesome as the always. The thing is, if you had better names in the Dunk Contest, you'd put it right back, though. We got an all-star, right? Yeah, it should all be. I mean. Zion never did it. Yeah, it's because he's fat. Ten. I'll watch every second of this on Saturday night. I actually think Loser. it's a lot of fun. I thought you were going to say 6.9 for your number. No, I would never say such a thing. Story number one. How about me copying out here on a Friday and not trying to make enemies as I pick everything local? That's right. Goss is going U Albany, Albany Firewolves, and Siena Basketball. I'm not picking one of them. I'm doing all three here. Tomorrow, the action gets underway at the Great Danes. One o'clock tip-off is UAlbany takes on UMBC on the road. How about the Great Danes? You and I sniffed that one out. And by sniff it out, I mean Bear Felica told us on Twitter that that was the play of the night. 
You Albany smoked NJIT last night at the Broadview Center. So you Albany back in action against UMBC tomorrow. You Albany, maybe they'll continue their run. That's a great conference win. The Albany Firewolves. Let's give love to them. Yeah, I'm going to pod down the music. That's how important this is. The Albany Firewolves are back in action tomorrow. NVP Arena. It's Alfie birthday. Happy birthday, Alfie. Go out and support that with some bobbleheads being given out to the first 1,500 fans with posters and more. The Albany Firewolves want your support, and we want you to support them as well. ALB Firewolves across social media and more if you want to engage and see the action. If you missed our conversation, either from this week or weeks previous, Apple, Spotify, the iHeart app, go over and check it out. Go out and support the team. I've said it. Levac, you have nothing in front of you to throw at me. The most important game of the season. Don't, don't. The most important game of the season for the Albany Firewolves is this Saturday at MVP Arena, 7 o'clock. Face off. Hopefully. It's the most important game yeah. of the weekend for the Firewolves. I can't argue that point, and I see what you did there. Okay, yes. so I, mean, I spoke with sense. I made sense. The Try great, it. The Great Danes tomorrow at 1, Firewolves at 7, and then Sunday at 2 o'clock, LeVac, dun, dun, dun. Siena basketball, Siena Canisius honoring the 30th anniversary of a special team in the Capital Region. We'll have more information with Coach Mike Dean coming up. But here at all that event, that's a loaded Capital it's Region weekend. sports weekend. It's a big sports weekend. Going to be out about having some fun, saying hi, shaking babies, kissing hands. It's going to be exciting. Can't wait. Can't wait. You're going to be out kissing babies this weekend? No, you, you shake the babies, oh. you kiss the hands. I don't know if that's... Um, you do. It's, it's, it's good for them. It's, please don't shake any babies. Union hockey tonight against Quinnipiac. Tomorrow against Princeton. Those dorks. There you go. There's Union hockey love. Wow. Can anybody else I miss? I don't know. I don't know, man. I, RPI I, hockey. What are they I, doing I this you, weekend? I told you earlier. I'm very tired. I stopped listening to you a while ago. I checked out. What are the engineers up to this weekend? Probably RPI. engineering. What are our guys the Skidmore Thoroughbred? Shout out to Coach Burke. How's I Coach can't Burke hear going? RPI anymore without thinking about the uh, Lions secure, head of security who started calling me uh, Matt, Matt Patricia. I can't let it go now. Now it's in my head. RPI is also playing Quinnipiac and Princeton just on different days. Are they traveling together? Are they on the same flight? How did that no. work out? I don't no. assume that's the case. And then one of our sales reps started talking about all the white in my beard. I mean, I'm going home, going to bed. I'm done with today. Before over. before you go to bed, can you at least get ready for this interview with Coach Mike Dean? Oh, I do like Coach Dean. Oh, yeah. All right, okay. fine. I'll, I'll hang around for a little bit longer. But then right after that, I'm leaving. Right after that. Or or 5 o'clock. One or the other. Whatever happens first, I'm leaving. It's back for the Integrative Sleep Center in Balsa Spa with Dr. Fred Dreer. Uh, diplomat of dental sleep medicine, Dreer, is how how I would like you to all refer to him. Henceforth, he has earned those rights. Dare I call him the coach? He's a sleep no? coach. Is that too much of Coach Mike Dean coming um, up? I tried there. With, I think right. I think you could too because I I don't know I have I haven't had a chance to tell everybody this. So I've started really grinding my teeth with stress. I broke a mouthpiece, so they found a uh, indestructible mouthpiece. Uh, Doc Dreer didn't have to do the measurements. Ivy did. Ivy stepped in. She ran the whole thing. Drew walked into the room real quick, said, keep up the good work. And he and he went back to, you know, helping out some people with some dental issues. So, yeah, diplomat, doctor, dentist, coach, the, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, I, I'll tell you this. It has changed everything for me. I actually had some conversations about it earlier today. Mouthpiece, simple, easy. It keeps your airway open, reduces your snoring, gets the sleep apnea under control, if you're like me, it is a complete life saver and life changer. 
And listen, the best part about Doc Dreher is no matter what challenge you put before him, he's going to try and find the best way to fix it for you so you start getting that great sleep. Be like me. Make the call. 518-885-6185. 518-885-6185. Dr. Fred Dreher in the Integrative Sleep Center in Boston Spa. They're helping me sleep better. They're going to help you sleep better, too. It's LeVac and Gaz on the voice of the Capital Region sports fan. Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 9.80 joining us right now. One of the legends of Capital Region Sports, Coach Mike Dean. Coach, listen, I'm going to start by telling you that uh, you are one of the reasons that I am a Siena basketball fan. So I'm just going to start by saying thanks for, for doing such a great job here. <laughs> it, was a, it was a great run. The best eight years of my coaching career, quite honestly. And uh, and that was really because of the, the young men that I had an opportunity to work with here. And maybe because uh, we got to uh, put to life Bill Curse's vision of uh, Siena getting to the Division One level, and as he orchestrated that uh, evolution, I got to maybe take it one more step along the way. We're celebrating that 1993-1994 Siena NIT men's basketball team 30th anniversary. Coach, when you look back on this team, what made that team so special? You know, I, I, this is a third or fourth interview I've done. And each time I, I've, I hadn't really given that all that much thought till, until I got back on the road here. Uh, this was a group of guys, not terribly athletic, not terribly tall, uh, not long as they like to describe good teams today. Uh, not super quick. Um, our leading dunker was Stu Downey at two guard. Uh, but it was a group of guys uh, really, really well connected who had great basketball IQ, all of whom could pass and were good decision makers. And uh, we accepted our limitations and played to our strengths and and, uh, executed game plans very well. And the guys that didn't really fit into that IQ kind of situation had a specific talent. They were either really good shooters or very good defenders, and and everybody played their role uh, right down to the 10th and 11th man on that team. And there's a certain player on that team, especially very younger Capital Region sports fans who may not even remember him. A number 23's hitting the rafters. Take us through why that player's, especially this weekend, so special to the program's history. Well, uh, the thing that I'm most proud of is Duran has finally got his uh, degree requirements completed. And that's why he's going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame uh, at such a late date, considering what he did. He's the second leading scorer in the history of the school. And, uh, and that's probably only because he shared his freshman year with Mark Brown and only got to play 18, 19 minutes that, that year. Uh, and his run in his senior year, he was the MVP of the league. Uh, we fell short in the semifinals uh, of the uh, league tournament, but uh, we're fortunate enough to be invited to the NIT. Got a home game, and he went for 33, 33, 34, 23, and 51 in the five games that he played in the NIT and came out with the MVP award, one of only two players, Ron Lee was the other from Oregon, who won the MVP in the NIT uh, on the third-place team, not a team that made it to the finals. And he is still and probably always will be the leading scorer in the, in the NIT. Uh, you know, now there's no more consolation games, so it'd have to be a, a finalist that, that would get five games under their belt, but that's still a lot of, a lot of points to put up in, in order to get ahead of Duramus on, on that particular situation. 
Joining us right now on Fox Sports 95.9 and 980 is uh, legendary Sienna coach Mike Dean. Canisius 2 o'clock Sunday MVP Arena where Capital Region sports fans and more can see all the great things that have happened in the past. And coach, you're talking about the NIT. Are you discouraged? Uh, how do you feel looking now 30 years back of what the NIT tournament looks like in 2024, soon to be in a few weeks, in comparison to what it was in 1994? Well, like everything else, uh, dollars and economy uh, – takes over the fact that the NCA controls it now, as opposed to the, uh, you know, the, the smoke filled rooms of the athletic directors and all the division one schools in New York. Uh, some of the mystique has left it. And certainly uh, the way the tournament has expanded, the NCA tournament has expanded. The NIT has, has taken a back seat. but during the time that we had a chance to play in it, uh, while it still wasn't the NCAA tournament, it was nothing that, uh, the fans at Siena were going to turn their their nose down to it. And, and uh, we had a chance as fans and as a program for our fans to participate in it rather than just to watch it on television. You know, we had a lot of home games in the arena during my tenure in the NIT. And almost every time, uh, each time we got more and more people, you know, when we played Tulane, uh, we had, we filled the place, and the, the, the saying used to go, uh, Jim Coyne built it, Mike Dean, Sienna, and Doremus Bennerman filled it. Hmm. Uh, that's exactly what happened. And then, you know, we couldn't play the third game at home because of the hockey team, and they had already had a scheduled game, and Braley had already played two home games. And I, I really believe that the, because the uh, athletic directors in New York wanted us to be in the Final Four because we, we would draw, uh, we got a game in the Glens Falls Civic Center and sold it out in an hour. And uh, that's when we, we played Bradley there, and it was packed wall-to-wall, standing room only. Uh, and then, you know, went down to New York and unfortunately lost to a, a, the eventual champion, Villanova. And uh, the next night, and it's a good story, and I, uh, I, I tell you, Jeff Walker, we were playing or uh, we were playing Kansas State, and uh, Dan Altman, a coach from Oregon, was the coach there then. And... Uh, Askia Jones had had 65 in one of the games. And so he, both he and Doremus were uh, headed towards uh, a chance of becoming the all-time scorer in the, uh, in the NIT history. So I told Jeff Walker, if he gets more points than Doremus, I'm taking your scholarship. <laughs> and we came, back in, we came back into the locker room after the game, and he's jumping around and he's going crazy. And I said, what are you so excited about? I said, I held my guy to 29, and my boy got 51. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, true story, and uh, uh, and he was just a freshman at the time, and uh, it was a it was a great scene, you know, where other teams wouldn't want to be in that consolation game. We couldn't wait to get out there, you know, a chance for Siena to be in Madison Square Garden. At the time, the previous times for that was when Bill Kirsch played and hit the seventy five foot shot on the. From from just on the inbounds pass for Siena way back in the fifties when, you know they enjoyed some national prominence uh, and, and then things evolved the way they did and and uh, Bill still had the vision to, to bring it back to where it could be and and I was just glad to be a part of that. I, I, I'm sorry his passing. He was just a wonderful guy. Talking to Coach Mike Dean right now and and Coach, you know you you talk about how much you you loved being at Siena and and that was some of your favorite time. We can hear it. In your voice, you had a great run at Marquette as well. Is there is there other things about Siena? I mean, for those of us who have lived here our whole lives, that we just we kind of take for granted. You know, I, 
Siena was, was great um, in the sense that it had unbelievable fan support and a loyalty and, a, and just a, a feeling in the Capital District. And remember, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, there were three newspapers, three TV stations, and we were the only Division One sport uh, other than the, the hockey teams here, here in town. And so we really enjoyed a, a status that, that other teams in the MAC certainly did not. And uh, – uh, that was rewarding. And then we had great kids. Uh, they, they were tethered to the academic aspect of things, uh, every bit as much as they were to the athletic ones. Uh, the Franciscan uh, virtues were, were very uh, evident in the way those guys interacted amongst themselves and around campus. Uh, it was, a, it was a, a tremendous job. At a time, you know, there's no uh, there's no portal transfer portal. There's no NIL money. There's none of that. Those guys were there to go to school first and to play basketball second. And, and to be quite honest with you, every guy I coach there now that Duravis completed his degree requirements has his degree. As a matter of fact, in 27 years of uh, Division One basketball coaching, every guy that completed his eligibility has his degree that I coached and. Um, I couldn't be prouder of that. And certainly when Doremus uh, got his degree, that opened the doors for this weekend and for him to have a chance to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. And I know the, the whole class was inducted a week ago or two weeks ago, but uh, combining that this with the 30th year anniversary, I think, is, is appropriate. And, and the guys that can make it back are, are coming back really every, much, uh, every bit as much to see Doremus and and just to to get a feel for each other again, because who knows when we'll see each other again. We're not getting any younger here. <laughs> Coach, just because you mentioned it, you mentioned the transfer portal, you mentioned NIL. Is there frustration with you and maybe past coaches and former coaches about what college basketball has become for coaches? Because that sounds like how you at least set it up, that's a second job and a third job alone, not just coaching the program and running it, but handling those two responsibilities as well. Well, I'll give you a story to maybe to illustrate that, all right? Um, I had a player, Bruce Schroeder, who was a first-team academic All-American in senior year. Great player here, Hall of Famer, 1,400 points. And uh, Bruce came up to me after his junior year, and he said to me, uh, Mike, he says, uh, you know, I got a 4.0 in, in my uh, biology classes and a 3.9 overall. Uh, do I still have to go to study hall? And I said to Bruce, I said, let me get this straight now. You, you got a 4.0 in biology and 3.9 overall. I, I said, yeah, you got to go study hall. It seems to be working to me. If you did that today and you, you, you uh, insisted on guys doing something they weren't happy with, they're in the transfer portal now. I don't think, uh, regardless of ability or, or coaching style, that, that a lot of those guys would have stayed because we were pretty demanding uh, from the coaching side of things and uh, on and off the court. And I, I just, I, I don't like the way the thing has evolved. And I really don't know how it stays tethered to academics anymore. And that was always important to me. Uh, I, I felt coaching was a profession. Some people feel coaching was a business. Those guys that uh, took that business-like approach maybe were a little more successful than I was in terms of longevity and finances at their respective jobs. But, uh, I'm very proud of coaching when I did and, and what these guys have accomplished in life. And you would really be surprised if you went down the roster of guys during my tenure here at Siena how well they have done 
professionally, either on, on the basketball floor, because a lot of them went over and played overseas and played for a long time. Uh, and then, of course, uh, in, in, in their professional lives. Uh, so I, I'm very proud of that. And this is an opportunity to see some guys that I, I haven't seen in a long time. And unfortunately, a couple of guys were going to come over uh, from England, uh, Brian Bolser and David Addywell, and, and they've been unable to travel. Brian's run into some some uh, personal problems that, that are preventing him from coming, so I won't see him. And you know, this team was spread out. This team was from all over. And uh, but the number of guys that'll be back, it'll be great to see. And uh, I've talked with everyone, and so uh, there was a closeness there and a bond. That I'm not sure still exists with guys leaving and now you can leave every year you have a good freshman year you go somewhere sophomore you have a better sophomore year you go somewhere else somewhere else it's uh and i don't blame the players i don't blame the players because some of them are getting a lot of money but for a program like sienna uh it's no longer recruiting it's now and developing it's now roster management year to year to year it's a big difference the celebration of the anniversary of 30 years the 1993-1994 nit team Sunday, 2 o'clock against Canisius, NVP Arena is where you can wait. All of it happened. Watch it in person and celebrate a historic team here in the Capital Region. Coach, we appreciate you. Enjoy it. You've earned all the accolades. And as the kids say, you've earned your flowers. Enjoy them. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Thanks for the plug for, the, for, for uh, Sunday's game. Thanks. Thanks to Coach Dean for joining us. Uh, looking forward to this uh, Sunday. Uh, listen, I you know who works with our friends at Siena? Elevation 10,000. Our friends at Elevation 10,000, elevation10k.com, uh, does a bunch of stuff. Helps with their marketing, helps with their ticket sales, helps with their uh, their gear, helps with everything. They could do the same for you. You could say, hey, uh, th- I work with the same company that uh, has elevated the brands of Levac and Gaz, of Sienna Basketball, of uh, uh, multiple, multiple, multiple groups, uh, the Albany Firebirds right here. I work with them, the Elevation 10,000 crew. Whatever it's you're promoting. Professional sports teams, college sports teams, high school. Family trip. Family trip, AAU, or digital marketing. If you're a small business, a growing business, you want to hit the new social media audience, you want to work with professionals like the crew over at Elevation 10,000. That whole staff, Levesque, we know they former athletes, coaches, social media gurus. The Elevation 10,000 staff is going to put you with someone that you're looking for. You know, a lot of times in sales, you're about, what's your pain? What's your need? That may not be the same way they look at it. It's how can we help you improve your business Make more money and most importantly, elevate your brand. So sick and tired of hearing people. Oh, I got a guy for that. I got a guy for that. I got a guy for that. Well, you have a guy for that. It's Dave McClatt. It's everybody over at Elevation Ten Thousand. Elevate your brand today with Elevation Ten Thousand. The play of the day, Levac. We're about to close out this Friday edition of Levac. Guys, you ready? I'm. I'm. I am so ready. I'm Ivy League ready. Yeah, but we might have not one, just two beefs that you and I have to square away. Uh, beef is an interesting way to put it. Yeah, sure. I'm ready. We are almost into the weekend, but before we do, let's talk about Lily and David Fine Jewelers, the shops of Wilton. Guys, how did Valentine's Day go? Maybe you're doing a Valentine's Day weekend. Wow, you've really bended the calendar there. Some of us, <laughs> you know, I have to tell a story I actually coming up here, Levac, about certain bends of the calendar, we'll call it. But Lily and David Fine Jewelers can still help you find something for the weekend. Come up, maybe uh, Coach Fiaki over the UAlbany Great Days, the football program. He's celebrating his anniversary today. Shout out to Coach Fiaki. So maybe you've got that anniversary that's lined up right with Valentine's Day. And you can still get her something special. The family-owned and operated business at Lillian David Fine Jewelers can help you find what she's looking for. I know from experience, my wedding band, my engagement ring, the anniversary gifts, the holidays, and more. I continue to go back to Lillian David Fine Jewelers. They help me find what fits my budget, 
what I'll get compliments on, and more importantly, what she wants, what she wants to show off to her friends, her family, and more that fits her style. Guys, most of you don't know what that means. And that's okay. Alyssa, David, Tammy, G, everybody there will help you find what she's looking for. And then when March Madness rolls around, when baseball's back, when you want those hours upon hours of sports coverage, you get that because, look, I took care of you at Lily and David Fine Jewelers. Lily and David Fine Jewelers, the shops of Wilton, stop in this weekend. And when you stop in, tell me heard about Gaz and his weird calendar bending <laughs> when it comes to anniversaries and Valentine's Day here on Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. It's LeVac and Gaz on the voice of the Capital Region sports fan, Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. Which, speaking of LeVac... Yeah. Uh, I see it before the play of the day? Yeah. We're, okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, I'm listening. I noticed that you made a little appearance today during my anniversary for my wonderful wife. <laughs> I, I like to think of myself as the as as the Goslowski phone a friend. Um, the, uh, the 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 judgment. I'm I'm uh, the honorable Judge Levac <laughs> in the Goslowski household. But I do. I feel like I caught somebody off guard today. I feel like I caught. I feel like I caught somebody off guard. I think I, th- I don't think they were expecting the ruling they got. No. So luckily. The romance is still there, and by romance, what I mean is that <laughs> my wife had a few students, and she was able to grab lunch near where I, where the studios are. So we grabbed a quick lunch, which is now being counted as our anniversary dinner. Which is weird. Okay, so so let's 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 play this through how it how it transpired. Um, I got here early because I had a meeting uh, about the Firebirds, so Ooh. I was I was a. We have what? to get to that too, by the way. Okay. In this segment, I know we so, don't have a lot of time, but so I walked in as a visitor, and then realized that uh, no one else was here for the meeting. It was a Teams meeting, so I dialed in, and then uh, Jake, our sales guy, was there, and all. We'll get through all that, but um, as I'm doing all this, I get a text from your beautiful wife, Jordan, who says, <laughs> "Actually, just I think I need to actually just go to it." I think is the best way to do this because it, it caught me off guard a little bit. Um, let me see. What are your thoughts on meatloaf from a diner at 12 p.m.? <laughs> and I think I shocked her because I go, I think good meatloaf is timeless. Uh, so as long as it's good, go for it. She goes, diner time. And I'm very familiar with it. It's, right, it's not far from where I live. She goes, I think it's weird. I was like, I will point out that Diner Time does have a, a pretty weird menu. There's a lot of different things you can get at Diner Time. I support the decision, which I, I bet her jaw dropped. Because normally I side with her. I don't usually side with you. <laughs> but I think you were right to go if, you know, meatloaf. Good meatloaf is good meatloaf. And then I wrote, but I bet he forgot his wallet. <laughs> <laughs> she said, he better have his wallet or we're dining and dashing. I'm like, wait, is this your anniversary meal? Yup. <laughs> So I and then I, I and then I showed her why my ruling was what it was. I reminded her that you grew up in a meatless household, right? So so quote meatloaf is a delicacy where you're from, to which she agreed. But she goes, but I did shame him out of ordering it. So <laughs> I ruled I ruled in your favor, it's, which has not happened in quite some time. Yeah, I was shamed out of getting the meatloaf. This this is what my life has come to now. This is what the romance is left in the Gazlowski house that. Quickly for 20 minutes after years upon years of dating after our actual anniversary has been altered because we don't celebrate our wedding day because it's the same day as our son's birthday and we don't be selfish. So we try to do something a little bit different. What it happens is an argument over meatloaf, <laughs> a 20-minute window of whatever place is closest to both where you and I are today, 
And then did there's you a lot of nice places around there are, here. I'm not saying there's not a shot to diner time. No, I'm, I'm hoping they didn't come I, off as Listen, one. I like diner time. I'm I'm not, but I'm I don't think diner time is is anniversary meal material unless that's like where you met or that was like the first date you went to diner time. No, we didn't. We didn't meet. There's some there's some like loftier places, especially considering you you made her. You were supposed to celebrate on the 14th. Here we are on the 16th. And she gets you and Meatloaf at a diner at noon for her anniversary. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. No. I don't know. No. I think you might have you might you might have dropped the ball a little bit on that one. You might have that might have She been. seemed to be happy. So at this moment I feel like I did well. Yeah. I don't know. She was so happy. I don't think she takes the time to check in with me if it's okay for you to order a meatloaf. <laughs> I think uh, what did you, what did you, you didn't even get the meatloaf. No, I, I, I ruled in your favor. I got a chicken parm sub. That's not bad. It was okay. That's not Di- bad. Shout out to diner time. All good stuff over there. Uh, now I'm more concerned, less about my relationship and love because I think she was happy with her meal and life. Check on that after the show today. Uh, you had a meeting today. In the, yes. Because here's what happened. Right when lunch ended, I saw you in studio, and because you didn't put a hand up or there wasn't some type of buzzer or something. To, I thought you were looking at your phone, <laughs> which you technically were. So I, I, was just... on, I, was, I was looking at my laptop. I was, I was on a, again, it was uh, Jake from sales, who apparently is, quote, sick. I, I know you salespeople don't come in on Fridays. Don't give me that sick stuff. Um, and then it was uh, Tracy, who's handling promotions. I didn't realize she's right next door. She's right here. And then uh, Felicia, who's, uh, what is she, Poughkeepsie or something like yes. that. Yes. So, yeah, so we were all in a meeting talking about the Firebirds working together with iHeart. Should I have been in this meeting? Not only did I interrupt the meeting, now I wonder if I should have helped at all in this meeting. I just decided not to. No, no, I don't really need you. Oh, okay. No, I don't. Right. Um, right. No, but I will tell you this. like, uh, it's we, we are all coming from the same place. We all believe that there's a lot of good that being done working together. Um, there is a chance that you will hear certain members of the Firebirds on different stations doing different things, including Ooh. maybe the Celebrity Birthday Game. All right. Uh, but no, it's uh, definitely it's there's I have high hopes for this uh, this merger moving forward between uh, you know I, I told him I was like listen I'll 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 just I'll erase most of the other stations in the market I don't care especially the ones anyone I used to work for we can just go ahead and blackball them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was there any talk? Probably should have done this off there. Was there any talk of Flock University? Flock not you? yet. No. Well, that's a programming conversation. That's for you. Okay. That's that's what so that's not... where you should have been. This is promotional. So the promotional calendar for iHeart, uh, the promotional calendar for the Firebirds, trying to get them all on the same page. That sounds like people at the River and down at Poughkeepsie want to be a part of some festivities for home games, which is also really cool. That's there very was cool um, thing for the Capitol I haven't region. I haven't brought it up. I I I rolled with it at the time, but there was a uh, I'll call it a faux pas. That uh, that was made. Ooh, ouch! Yeah, I um, was it Felicia? She's not from the market, so no, 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 okay, no, no, okay. no. I love Felicia. She okay. smiled and, and and laughed at my jokes. Um, I did notice that Jake's not the only one sick in his household. Jake, our sales rep, is sick. He had that fuzzy filter behind him in the meeting, Which, but you could clearly see someone was behind him on the couch that was also sick and eating soup and stuff, which was kind of funny, but. Uh, but no, what do you, what do you, oh, sorry, go ahead. I don't want to, go ahead. What was the full pot made? Then I got to follow up with that Jake thing. Our friend Tracy from the river um, was talking about the Empire, the former team. And she's one of the ones that seems to have um, just airbrushed, whitewashed away the team that I ran. 
Like, she, oh, and, and 18 and 19, we had so much fun. I was so sad when they left. I'm so glad football's coming back. Oh, no. And I'm just like, hmm, football's been back. Appreciate you. Football's been back. I got a couple of rings I can show you. So she like. just acted like 21 and 22 didn't happen. Which she didn't realize, like, as I was talking, she's like, well, you know, what you guys did was great, too. Yeah. Yeah. So. If it makes you feel better, which I don't know if this will. I don't believe she was a part of the morning show at that point. So maybe no, her head no. the clock it, stopped. But there know. are there are quite a few people that we talk to, and I'll catch it. And it's not always it's it's like this weird little you know, it was during COVID. A lot of people didn't go out, they didn't didn't have the same involvement in, you know, in all the in in what was happening in the area as they used to. There's a lot of there's a lot of reasonable reasons why people, you know, kind of lost that time frame. But it still stings. I don't like it. And I'm going to fight people over it at some point. It's going to happen. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> I, I don't really have much to add to that. That really sucks. That I don't really have a good answer for why she did that. I would also feel a little bummed uh, with that slip. <laughs> Let's go back to the Jake thing here. And I want this message to be passed along across to anybody who works remote. Anybody. It is now 2024. I think we all as a society can understand that like technology has changed and the world has changed and everything else. Nobody cares what your background is on Zoom. Nobody cares. No, no. He had no choice. Yeah, but like, I, I mean, some of these meetings, LeVac, I got one guy who's in the news department for our sister station, GY, who used to have like the Boston studio as his background. I'm like, dude, I know you're not there. Like, you're not fooling me. We have somebody else who uses like clouds, like they're outside. <laughs> I'm like, nobody cares. Like, I honestly don't care what your background is on Zoom anymore. Um, you're not trying. So why are you having the background? Are you trying to fool somebody? If you've got the studio, if you've got your kitchen, if you've got a blank wall, nobody. I've never. Have you? Have you ever had a conversation posed to him been like, wow, so and so. What's up with the background? I can't believe they're doing. That. I don't. One I'm not our, offended by backgrounds. One of our former coworkers. Uh, I can say his name because he's I think what is he, he works. He works at the Palace or Proctor's one of those now. Steve King. He and I used to try to outdo each other. During meetings with weirder backgrounds. <laughs> and it would be one of those ones where after it was all done, we'd look across the hall because we're literally across the hall from each other. Good job. You got me that time. Like, it, it was that was what we would do. But see, now, like, you can't beat up Jake over this one because this is what Jake has done, and this is what I believe. We didn't have this conversation. Um, I believe Jake is like, hey, I'm about to have this meeting, and and I'm assuming the girlfriend is also sick. And I think she probably looked over and went, I swear to all that is holy, Jake, if I end up on that camera, considering that I don't feel good and I'm on the couch with tissues and soup, I will end your life in your sleep. And he went, I can blur you. And, and she's like, you better. And I like, so his is okay. Like his is, I don't know. I, I just like playing with the backgrounds for the yeah. most part. I will never shame someone for having a bad background. All right. We got to get moving because the Adrian Autry coaches show is coming up next. That is a little bonus here because of the late Saturday night tip off. Thanks a lot. CW network for the weird tip offs. Sometimes we'll move this coach's show. This is one of those Fridays that the coach's show follows us. The Adrian Autry coach's show. We will give plays. No, I'm going to give my play right now. I'm going to give my play too. Wake Forest. I've been begging to take Wake. If the NCAA tournament started tomorrow, Wake Forest would be this year's UConn. They are on fire. They smoked Virginia. Wake Forest take the over in that game against Virginia, and they are going to light up the Cavaliers. That is becoming one of my favorite teams in the tournament. That could be like a 9 or 10 seed who makes a run to the Final Four. That's how good Wake is. Give me Wake uh, this weekend. That's my favorite play. All right. The uh, play of the day brought to you by Mohawk Chevrolet. Together, let's drive at Mohawk Chevy where they always go out of their way to please you. 
I mean, this is just a no-brainer for me. Oh, goes Yale's laying six and a half points at Penn tonight, and I am all about Yale. Yale, 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 Yale. Six and a half points. I'm putting all the monies on Yale responsibly. I'm so happy you have to get out of the studio right I now, I do Yale. what I want, guys. Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of the way to please you. Shout out to Max what? and John and Service and everybody. We've got Ooh, that four. sounds lovely. Maybe I'll buy Mohawk Honda, and then you'll have to deal with me all the time. Quiet, yeah, I've got 15 seconds. Right. Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of the way to please you. Hurry you know up. what, pilot? I'm going go to the faster. Central New York Capital well, Region. You're I gotta, Wash your hands, don't touch your face. Support Mohawk Honda. Bye. Talk more.